Hi, so um, welcome to the third podcast. Um, so basically, um, I have a lot more time on my hands because obviously being suspended has given me that. But um, this is about politics and, um, you know, just a disclaimer. If you are right wing, you probably shouldn't listen to this. I mean, it's a good idea if you're trying to get another perspective on things, but... Um, you know, this is a socialistic podcast with socialist views um, that may be deemed um, wimpy to those who come from right-wing backgrounds, even though they are the uh, the kind of views which, you know, um, bring about tolerance, respect and peace. Um, uh, the the far rights don't seem to understand that. So if you are from the far right, um, please respect that. <laughs> so um, right now we are in the middle of a national pandemic. Um, you know how it started is uh, Boris Johnson decided that herd immunity was a tactic he was willing to try. Um, now, the UK is currently in Tier 4 restrictions, the whole UK. Um, we're in a national lockdown. However, it doesn't really feel like a lockdown, does it? I mean, we've got chain stores who are opening still. Um, they're finding a reason to be classed as essential. Um, and... You know, it doesn't really feel like a lockdown. I mean, when we first entered the lockdown in March, um, that kind of felt a bit more like a lockdown. Um, You know, a lot of things are are being sacrificed here. Um, Things are really tough right now. Um, And the reason that I'm making this is because being suspended, I've got a lot more time on my hands. Um, This will probably be... The last for a couple of days, but I might record some and then release them later or, or whatever. But, um, like, it doesn't feel like a lockdown. I mean, the only reason that I've been suspended is because I posted on Twitter that I don't think Bug King is essential, really. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't see the, uh, the, the defamation within that. I mean, you know, Burger King, McDonald's, like, I called out all fast food chain stores, really. Um, but, you know, in general, like, chain stores are finding a reason to be open. Supermarkets, I can completely understand. Um, and small corner shops, especially ones that are open till late. Um, I can understand them being open um, for essentials. However, you know, having a burger isn't essential. And I would ask people and urge people to really think about those that work in fast food right now if you are considering ordering a delivery or going through a drive-through um the the issue that we have working in fast food is that it's a fast-paced environment even if it's a delivery um and you are put under so much pressure to manage your time goals to manage other things and um yeah, and then you get moaned at if something's not in there or if something's wrong or, you know, and you get moaned at by, 
you know, managers as well as customers. And, you know, it feels like the whole world is against you when you're in a fast food job. Um, so I would urge everyone to really think about whether Burger King, McDonald's, KFC, whether these are all essential things that you really need right now that, that you know, um, that, that, you know, a Whopper is something that you really, really, really need. Um, I, I'd urge you to think about that and, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's the way things are. I mean, big corporations are taking away the inevitability of it being a lockdown. It's not a lockdown. <laughs> it's really not until fast food chains and big chains are forced to close by government because they're not essential. That's when we have lockdown. Um, you know, I am right now completely on my own. Like everything has just happened at once. Um, so for me, it's it's not even that it feels like a lockdown. It just feels like a really lonely time right now. And the government goes on about support bubbles, um, but realistically. I don't have a support bubble. I don't have that luxury. So I'm literally on my own. And, um, you know, my girlfriend lives somewhere else. And it's a really, really tough time. And, um, like, I, you know, people think I want to be furloughed. That's not the case. And it never will be the case. Because right now, like, I know mentally... I'm not safe. I'm not safe at all. But what I'm thinking about is what's best for the country and not what's best for me. Um, which is just the way I am. I mean, it's it's the way things are. And um, being furloughed would have a massive detriment. I mean, not being able to go to work because it's the only, you know, the you know the only people I get to see are my colleagues right now. Um, you know, that's just the way things are. Mentally, things are, you know, really bad for people with mental health right now. And um, we've kind of stopped having a conversation about it. I mean, things have started. We've started to talk about it, but it's nowhere near as it's been. I mean, understandably, COVID is the biggest worry right now because things are still unknown it's still not something that we've had to live through for our whole lives mental illness is really something that politicians don't even seem to consider a lot when they're making these decisions um when they talk about support bubbles um they don't understand that some people don't have that their only interaction that they get with someone is just on the phone. There's no one they can go and visit. There's no one they can go and see. Um, and right now, I do think we need a national befriending service um, to start, which can go out and physically 
see those people who are on their own because right now I know from my own personal experience things are really 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 bad things are really 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 tough and um yeah I mean you know things are just awful um it's not the best time for anyone it's not the best people are in a really bad tough situation and we need to understand people's perspectives and people's views but we also need to understand they're in a lockdown whilst also understanding that mental health support shouldn't be cut um, because of that um, I think the way that the, this Tory government has been for 10 years has been dreadful and the reason that we are having this difficulty within lockdown with mental health is simply because of austerity. Austerity should have never happened. I um, have seen the effects on austerity and it's people like me, people, you know, like a lot of people who may listen to this, having to pay for the mistakes of the richest in our country. That is not ever, 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 ever fair. Um, like, I've been sectioned countless times um, under 136, the Mental Health Act. I don't mind sharing that, but, you know, right now, like, you know, mental health support is very, very, very underfunded, and it has been for 10 years, and 10 years of all of this hurts people. I've lived through poverty, I've lived through you know, homelessness. I've lived in a homeless hostel. I've seen the effects of austerity and austerity does kill. And every single one of those Tory MPs is a murderer. That I, I truly believe that. They are murderers. Anybody who, any MP, any politician, even Labour politicians who voted for austerity are murderers. Every single MP who voted for this idiotic thing to try and save money is a murderer. And that might sound extreme, that might sound extraordinary to some people, but it, it's the reality of the situation. Austerity has killed people. And people, you know, and... I think people who voted for the Conservative Party also need to take some responsibility and say, I agree with poverty, because you clearly do. You agree with austerity. You agree that, you know, people should be out living on the streets. You, you agree that people should, you know, have less support available to them. And, you know, um, 
that's the reality of a decision that you made by voting Conservative. And that's, you know, the reality. Keir Starmer. Now, let's get to Keir Starmer. Now, since he took over the Labour Party, the Labour Party has gone to the point of where it pretty much is Conservative 2.0. Now, uh, you know, Keir Starmer's idea would also be to bring in austerity uh, right now, um, which is why we needed Jeremy Corbyn. Um, Unfortunately, the mainstream media made such a big deal out of him being Prime Minister. The mainstream media literally slandered Jeremy. They hated Jeremy. And the reason they hated Jeremy, and I'm going to tell you this right now, is because mainstream media is run by billionaires who know that they are effed without, with Jeremy Corbyn in office. They are effed because they're going to have to pay a fair share of taxes. They don't want to do that. They don't want to help you or me. Um, so they, they slander him instead. And unfortunately, the British public fell for it. Left hook, right and centre. And you know, look at what's happened. I mean, Brexit was just a distraction for all this stuff. I mean, Jeremy's idea on Brexit was to have a second referendum. Was to not be a David Cameron and go, I'm going to vote for this side. But actually say, I'm going to stay impartial and I'm going to allow the country to decide. And I'm going to allow whatever the country wants. So then we have a stable prime minister who hasn't compromised any kind of position, who can go and negotiate a deal with the EU if that was possible, you know, if that was the outcome, but who can also say to the EU, look, we want to revoke Article 50, we want to remain in the European Union, that's the public's decision, and, you know, but, you know, but again, Jeremy was slandered for that, saying that the Labour Party had a complex, was, was undecided on it. There was a decision, and the idea that Labour had was simple, for Jeremy to remain impartial, to have a second referendum, and to vote, and to go with what the public say the very next day so you know it was a very simple thing made complex by the mainstream media and again it was another thing Jeremy was slandered for and in the last general election it was all about Brexit you know I mean Boris had his apparent oven ready made deal um, which still took a year to get that deal you know it still wasn't oven ready but you know it's just, you know, Boris Johnson, you know, another life of Boris Johnson is, you know, um, is, is just nothing, really. So, you know, that's the, the whole, it's just uncomprehendable. And the idea that Jeremy was somehow going one way or another, the, the whole, like, Jeremy had a simple idea which is very simple, which was, we have another referendum, because there was so much light from both sides um, in the referendum. I voted Leave, but I voted Leave because I didn't like TTIP. And realistically, and that was the reason that I voted Leave. Um, 
But TTIP happened anyway under the Conservatives, so, you know, probably pointless me voting Leave. Do I regret the decision to vote Leave 100% yes? I wish I had another referendum so I could change my mind, which is my democratic right to do. And the British people have a democratic right to change their mind on whether they want to be members of the EU or not. And unfortunately, those that supposedly won the general election, the billionaires that, you know, are in charge of the mainstream media again because it would be beneficial for them. Um, and it was beneficial for them in the short run, the amount of papers they were selling. Um, like, it's, it's just a guise for them to kind of, you know, go, we've won, but we don't want you to change your mind. We don't want a democratic decision, another democratic decision to take place. They don't believe in democracy. These people believe in black and white, this is this, that is that. Whereas it's not the case. So many, so many more things are more complex than we even can adhere to understand. So, you know, that's just the reality. And unfortunately, Brexit has kind of thrown everything under, under precaution, really. I mean, the whole idea of Brexit was never going to... You know, £350 million they promised the NHS, and we've still got NHS cuts happening. You know, Brexit hasn't changed that. Brexit hasn't changed the fact that our public services are still underfunded. Brexit hasn't changed much for ordinary people. That's the reality. However, it has changed, you know, but it will change things in a really, really negative way. And, you know, where some of our doctors and nurses that work for the NHS will be deported because they don't earn enough with this new Australian-style system. You know, Pretty Patel is a racist herself. You know, she can claim that she's, you know, you know, she can say she's from Asian heritage. However, let's be clear on this. That doesn't mean she's not a racist. You can still be racist towards your own ethnic ethnicity. So let's be clear on this. Pretty Patel is a racist. She's a bully. Um, she is. I, I've got words that I don't want to say on a podcast um, to describe her. Um, and it's absolutely horrendous. Some of the things that, that she's done. Um, you know, Theresa May. Um, when she was Home Secretary, the whole Windrush scandal, like, these people were asked to come over here, and then we go, no, you're going back home now, you're going back, you've got to go back, because they say that um, immigration is the reason for the, you know, underfunded public services, but it's the underfunding of the public services which puts so much pressure on them. It's not immigration, and let's be 100% clear on that. Immigration has nothing to do with pub with overstretched public services. It's the lack of funding that's been going to them for the last 10 years. And let's be absolutely clear on that. I mean, you know, immigration has been blamed because it's a guise for what these conservative murderers have been doing. That's the re reality of the situation. 
you know. Maybe we do need another general election because I don't. I think if we don't have another general election soon, Boris Johnson's still going to be in power, and that's a really, really negative thing. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, smoker's cough. It's not Corona. Um. So that's a a really negative thing for the whole country, to a degree. Um. That's the reality of. Conservatism and capitalism is it's people like us that pay the price for people making mistakes in positions of power. And it's horrendous. People end up dying um, through lack of decision, through lack of, you know, when it comes to things like a national pandemic. A socialist government would be the ideal people to handle that. Let's look at New Zealand, who have got rid of COVID from their country. Like, massive well done to them. And they have a really awesome prime minister who she just shut the country down straight away. This is what our government should have done, not dilly-dallying around, going, I don't know what to do. My name's Boris Johnson. And, uh, you know, Boris Johnson isn't like you or me. He was, you know, he went to Eton, for example. You know, he's he's not like any of us. You know, he came from a private, educated background. He, you know, come from a family of millionaires. Boris, like, let, let's just be clear. He is probably the most... I, I'm not even... I don't even have words... <laughs> Um, for for what Boris is, but you know, I think you can guess what I'm thinking. He, uh, you know, he's not a funny man. He's not a clown. He is an absolutely dangerous person, and he is probably the most dangerous person in Britain right now, considering he is prime minister, and he's probably the most dangerous person to have in charge of a national pandemic. Um, his indecision has cost thousands of lives. Like these statistics that are given out every day of deaths, of COVID rates, they're not just statistics. These are people's lives. And that is the, the, the thing that gets me the most about this. And, you know, Boris is playing it down. He's, you know, he's just a clown. And... You know, we need a real lockdown, not a lockdown like we currently got, where chain stores are classing themselves, finding a reason to class themselves as essential to make money. But where we go, fast food is not essential. Fast food places need to close. Um, And things like that, because, you know, having fast food places puts delivery drivers at risk. Those delivery drivers then put the people they're delivering to at risk. You know, because that's, you know, COVID is still transferred on paper. Um, so even if you've got a paper bag that's a delivery or a plastic bag that a delivery is coming in, COVID can still be transferred. So unless it's a parcel from, uh, like, an online company like Amazon, for example, or the Royal Mail, I don't think people should be having deliveries. You know, unless, or food shopping is, an, is another essential delivery that some people might need. But like other than that, like I think we're we're coming out of a time where 
you know, I think we, you know, I think we're coming to a time that essential services need to figure out what is actually essential and not essential and chain stores need to stop focusing on making money and start focusing on social responsibility. So you've been listening to um, my third podcast. Um, after this one, like I'm going to do them probably weekly. I haven't actually worked out a schedule, but obviously I'll post it on my social media once I do have a schedule um, set out. But I th- I'm thinking weekly is probably going to be best. Like I might be recording these every day and then just releasing them as and when. But right now, um, this is you know my third podcast. I just wanted to do three all at once and release three all at once just you know to get them kind of kind of going and to to kind of hopefully interest people um so massive thank you for listening um and i'll see you next podcast